Branko Melodic and thanks for listening to Talking Architecture and Design brought to you in association with the Architecture and Design Network. You can catch up with news, projects, interviews and much more at architectureanddesign.com.au where you can also subscribe to our newsletters and magazine. This podcast was brought, brought to you by GH Commercial, a company that is committed to designing, creating and supplying high quality, beautiful and sustainable floor coverings around the world with a dedicated focus on Australia and New Zealand. As a group, GH Commercial cover virtually every aspect of flooring with the goal to connect their clients with the right floor when and where they need it. So today we have with us Lorena Gaziola. Lorena Gaziola is an internationally acclaimed interior architect and designer renowned for her expertise in creating bespoke spaces that add value to any project. With over two decades of experience, Lorena has worked across Europe, the US, Australia, and China, making her well-versed in global market trends. Based in Sydney, Lorena leads a team of multifaceted female creatives dedicated to offering clients a holistic approach combining conceptual architecture, interior designs, product development, and branding to deliver a client-centric service. So... Welcome to Talking Architecture and Design, Lorena Gaziola. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me, Branko. So tell me, who is Lorena Gaziola? How did you start your business? Like, what were your, what were your initial inspirations? Um, I mean, I grew up in a family of architecture and building. My father's an architect, so he was definitely an inspiration. He's the one that guided me through the art of interior design. And I was a child and I was graduating high school. I wanted to become an architect and he was the one to introduce me to interior design. Um, Back then it was uh, recently uh, given a bachelor's of fine art. So I was very excited to um, proceed with that field. He always saw it as complimentary to what he did his whole life. And, um, you know, was born and raised in Mexico and moved to the United States to attend university and stay there ever since. Um, started my practice uh, soon after my graduation, did work for a local designer for a few years before taking a risk and going on my own. And I started my business when I was 24. And, you know, 25 years later, here I am still uh, doing business and now broadly in, in, in the international market. It's interesting you say Mexico. I was actually having a conversation about Mexico last night with an American friend saying how, how bad our Mexican food is in Australia. There, there's maybe a business opportunity there. <laughs> you know what I've had? I have a, a one of the best marketing geniuses in Australia. Um, he was telling me that he's like, you know what? The, the secret to good hospitality, you need to go. And when you pitch to hospitality, you need to say, I will deliver the best Mexican restaurant for you. The look, the feel and everything so that it can give him an edge. Um, yeah, you'll be surprised. I mean, it's getting better. I have to say, there are a few places that do deliver some quality. True. Well, it's good. It's good that this is a. We're, we're going to be talking a lot about hospitality today. So, um, perfect. Why, why did you choose to develop a range of carpets with GH Commercial? Um, you know, this collection features really bold patterns and colors. And, and how did you use these in commercial interiors? They're not not traditionally what you what you'd expect in in, in commercial interiors, are they? Correct. I mean, I am my nature is to be very curious and I'm a gutsy person and I, I I don't tend to design under one aesthetic. I like to say that I bring form and function to my client's request or I'm a curator of their vision and I just basically um, 
give it a structure based on that. For uh, GH Commercial, I was working on a property, a 47-story building here in uh, Sydney called the Lenox in Parramatta. And I knew I was going to have that many corridors in that building. And I just thought, oh, my God, it's so boring to do something beige. Um, I originally was specifying a product that was from overseas. And when I presented that uh, to the builder, they said to me, no way, I'm not going to take a risk. I'm not going to deliver this on time. I need you to go with a local uh, manufacturer and then select from their uh, line of, of, of carpets. And when I spoke to GH Commercial, uh, the representative, I said, I, I'm just not moved by anything. Just like, do you want to give it a go? Because I already have a, a collection of homewares and I already had intellectual property with um patterns and prints. And that was my introduction to GH Commercial and working with their um, internal design team. And we were able to create a beautiful pattern inspired by the river uh, front. And we were able to produce it and the, the the builder liked it, the developer liked it, and it just looks amazing. And it's it's artwork in a in what could have been a dull corridor. Yeah, okay. Uh, that's, that's From then on, uh, the the... Yeah, the team this year, then I, I went back to them and I said, listen, I have all this work coming up and, you know, I really want to bring life to interiors. And they knew that I had the capabilities um, in my in-house team and, and the knowledge to understand what printmaking and print design is like. And that's that's where the magic happened. And we've been working on developing this line and super exciting. I'm so, gl I'm so glad you, you said it's, it's not dull. I mean, I, I don't know why. Why so many people who do commercial think think that think that people want dull? I, definitely, people don't want dull. So it's good, very very good to hear. But on that point, you also do a lot of hospitality design. We were talking about a little bit earlier. Um, mm -hmm. What are the key challenges when it comes to designing for, for hotels? Um, and what are the key elements that you look for? Or, or look to to design or redesign when you when you look designing these this, this sector. Uh, I mean, I, I think it's like uh, it comes in different angles, right? At the end of the day, it's a business and it's a business and who's involved and, and the parties that are involved from developers, from the finance, from the builders, from the the hotel operators at the end everybody needs to deliver a project on time and on budget so that is number one right that we need to consider that you know at the end of the day what's available and what can be delivered and that's why sometimes in hospitality you tend to see the same thing just because it's an easier thing and this the safe thing to do uh, but that trend is changing especially with the technologies that we have right now on print on demand um, the second part of hospitality is that the operators need to have a sense of surprise, right? It's highly competitive out in the market and travelers are becoming a lot more savvy. And then we have social media now that there's a way to express and show people how it can be an Instagrammable moment. So it really, this is why the pop of color and, and strong artwork is important in doll spaces. Uh, and I think this is where the, the trend is definitely heading in hospitality. Uh, at the same time, the hospitality industry and, and the hotel operators need to uh, renovate and revamp the hotel every seven years is usually the rule of thumb, but they don't want to necessarily revamp everything. Sometimes just changing the carpet gives them enough to give it that fresh look. And, and people underestimate that, you know, probably the most important item that people need to select to really create that sense of impact and surprise, it is the floor. You know, it's so much more than just the walls and the furniture, but it is what you end up putting as carpet. That's you know it's it's got me thinking. You said something that that really really stood out. 
you said Instagrammable and social media. So how important do you think is colour? Using that context of what you, what you just said, how, how important do you think is colour and hospitality? And how does it influence consumer behaviour? But, but firstly, how does social media, does social media influence in terms of colour and what colours you would choose? 100%. Like it's it's more than a hundred. I don't even know what number I can say. That's everything, and it's it's underutilized. To be honest, at, at the moment in design, I think um, you know even the way that people connect with the product, even in in multi residential, because it's also a great location and um, for beautiful carpet. Because now you know in multi residential, they're adding all this uh, hotel like resort amenities, right? Um, so it, it's actually heavily tied. Like now the two industries, it, in a sense, are combined because in hospitality now they also have those residences right that people can buy into the the, the hotels um so it's 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 really instrumental because they have to use that as marketing and promotion so imagine how much information people are seeing every day through social media how do you stand out color is the way to stand out does it mean that that's what they're going to utilize throughout the building probably not you know because not everybody connects to the same color but it is a way to grab people's attention because it's a memory point people underestimate the power of color theory um that's one point in in in, in the color sector the other one is that color really affects the way the mood of a space in a in, in a room but also it, it impacts the color of the skin and how good people look within that color sphere and uh, so it's really important to understand um you want people to look pretty in the space feel pretty and feel engaged and color can do all that for you this podcast was brought, brought to you by GH Commercial, a company that is committed to designing, creating and supplying high quality, beautiful and sustainable floor coverings around the world with a dedicated focus on Australia and New Zealand. And now it's back to our podcast. Be afraid, Lauren, I'm going to quote you now. You were recently quoted <laughs> um, saying that I am inspired by people's connectivity between space and function. What does that actually mean? Because that, that that's that quote of yours actually jumped out at me. So I'm I'm, I'm trying to wonder. Um, can you explain what that actually means? People like to surround themselves with uh, meaningful objects. Um, you know, the way that you have your home is an expression of yourself, and that if we are able to carry that into commercial spaces that really makes people want to come back over and over and utilize that space. So. We underestimate the emotional connection that the human being has within an interior space. And it's 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 heavily overlooked, to be honest, especially when, you know, interior designers, we are taught from school what moves people. Um, you know, in many in many cases, and there are amazing architectural firms that have interior design as part of their their uh, services, but if you do work with a with an experienced interior designer, that is the person that is going to allow to create that emotional connection in an interior rather than just deliver something beautiful and functional. You know, it's really to read. It's how do you read the room? How do you read the room? Um, that's what I mean about that quote. You said earlier that you come from a family of building architects that is designed for property developers for more than 20 years in the US, Mexico, China and Australia. 
What are the main differences in designing in those countries and now in Australia? I mean, are there, firstly, are there differences? And, and if so, um, what are they? There's definitely difference because of the access to the market, right? The US with over 300 million population, um, they just have to entertain a lot more, right? It's more competitive. Um, in Australia, I think it's definitely heading there. Australia, I love Australia just being very sleek and modern and it has this effortless European look that I know when I first came to Australia, I don't think it was like 17 years ago, I was like, oh my gosh, it's amazing because it's so clean coming from very cluttered design in America, right? In America, we have, this is Tuscan and they go bananas making it all look like Tuscan, like Tuscany, right? Um, you see Vegas is a perfect example for that, but it's like, it's a way to entertain people. In Australia, it's almost, it's it's more uh, like I said, effortless and clean. But now we have this huge boom of diversity in different cultures that we need to meet halfway. You know, we don't need to be Disneyland Vegas as it's done in the United States. But I think there's an element that we need to incorporate in the Australian market to get people excited. You know, we look at hotels and everything is modern, modern, modern. You know, people are not necessarily just looking for that, right? How do we get people to stay in a hospitality space and, and return and have that return business? Um, I, I feel like that is the biggest difference, but I, I'd like to highlight the similarities, to be honest, that I have seen across all the markets. The reality is that we all use the spaces the same way. We sleep in a bed, we shower in a bathroom, we sit on a desk, we all use a computer now, uh, we all stream television, um, you know, we we like to read and be on our phone. So every single culture from everywhere in the world at any uh, economic state, we utilize the spaces in the same way. And that is um, the commodity that we have across all the different channels. So if we stick to that, how people move in a space and how they utilize their objects, then we're taking every single, every single box. Mm -hmm. You can design anywhere, basically. You can, you can. I've got, I've got to say that you're right about Vegas, but um, I've got to say there are parts of, are parts of some of our cities that I think wanted to look like Vegas. <laughs> um, there are parts, but I, I mean, if I can just jump in, one thing that I noticed, for example, when you go to LA, right? If you go to a hotel in LA, the hotels in, in Santa Monica look different than the hotels downtown LA. And the way that they merchandise and they cater to that user is already giving an experience of the area where they're staying, right? So that's what I mean about the sense of entertainment. It doesn't have to be Vegas with all the bells and whistles, but we need to uh, be able to, that's the, I guess, educate or already embrace the uh, the guests and introduce them to the area through art and interior design. Does your heritage come out in your designs? Or, or, and is it is it a conscious or, or, or a subconscious um... I think it's subconscious because I left the U.S. when I was 17. And I also come from uh, Tijuana, which is this, the city that borders with uh, California and San Diego. So I was, uh, you know, we we call ourselves cross-border, uh, you know, society because we we come and go. Uh, we have a special trade with uh, Southern California and you can live in one country, study in the other. And we just have this dual citizenship. Um, what what influenced me, I think, is it's, it's, it's a subconscious just because... I think it's when I was a child, I, I got to see a lot of color, just I guess I was influenced just seeing color and chaos, right? You want to call it color and chaos. And you if you want to call it also, um, I guess, no, you know, no, not following any rules, right? People, construction and, and details is different. That doesn't have the same um, 
challenges as, as more developed countries. So when I apply that into my interiors, I really try to just break the rules a little bit. I don't settle for what is available. And I think that's why I've been able to stay in business for so long, um, be very diverse with my design, being able to launch a homewares collection, be able to design a brewery, a private residence, a hotel, a restaurant, and commercial because I've been curious and I like those challenges. And I think that's definitely in my culture, um, you know, just, just taking opportunities, but it has also allowed me, I know when I started doing work in China, the developer there said, I'm going to give you the job because you're Mexican and, and you just have a little bit less restriction in your mind when it comes to contracts and making changes, right? Like you're going to be a little bit more flexible. So I think it's just something that I was born with, not necessarily experience on a personal level. Design a brewery. Gee, Lorena, now you're talking my language. I'm going <laughs> to say, though, that <laughs> your biggest Australian achievement to date, as far as I know, is Barrel, isn't it? That's a high-end six-star retirement village um, and resort down in the Southern Highlands of New South Wales. Can you tell me a little bit of, uh, about this project and what are some of its features? It's definitely one of my favorite projects because I think that is the epitome of um, a client um, and designer relationship. We, here we have an Australian developer in the in, in a property in the countryside of Australia hiring a Mexican-American interior designer to deliver this project, right? Many times clients say, you know, have you designed in this particular market? And if I don't have experience in that market, sometimes they don't hire me. And um, Barrel is my favorite because here, this is the one client that really should have been concerned about that. And he wasn't, right? He just went straight for the experience. He briefed me perfectly. He understood the market that he was trying to attract. And together we created this project and they're very happy. They sold out in six months. They um, were in the middle of COVID um, and, and it was just tremendous success. And we're so excited for that being a finish and, and and ready for residents to move in the next year or so. So tell me about your supportive network of female creatives and why is this an integral part of your philosophy? What sets us apart and we like to say is that we are so much more than your interior design company. What I set myself to do, which what I call, you know, the last stage of my career, um, because you know, I'm in the that 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 third decade now entering, um, it's I, instead of growing my team here in Australia in just having a lot of architects or a lot of interior designers, I just, I made the conscious decision of bringing different disciplines. So what we have is a blend between art direction, marketing, um, photography, uh, graphic design, interior designers, stylists, and architects. And together, we all deliver beautiful projects. And that's why you see a lot of pattern and print and signage, because the different disciplines all in incorporate and collaborate together and that's really what's setting us apart from uh the competition here in sydney well yeah it would wouldn't it i mean that would it would really stand out in terms of what as you said um what is normally available um it does if i can say it also stands out because i've been able to you know my team is is it's uh diverse in culture you know I have a Mexican background, experience from America. You know, my art director is French. You know, marketing is from Italy. We have people from Brazil. We obviously we have Australians. We have, you know, people with just diverse backgrounds. And 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 we're able to then also cater to this, this cult, you know, cultural community. What are some of the design trends in hospitality that you think will be big next year? I, I, I just think it's if people need to be surprised. People need to be surprised and people need to uh, be original, um, especially the big brands. Um, I was just a guest speaker um, 
at the uh, HD Expo in Vegas earlier this year, and uh, even I share that with the, the panelists, my my fellow panelists, is is the fact that people are exposed to so much media and so many images that they like to not copy but get inspired by other people, other designers' work, and then implement it into design. But that's not moving very well with the bigger brands um, because they don't want to look like anybody else. And and that's the challenge, right? We need to just really work with creative people. And this is why I I set up the business that way that I set it up, because that's the way that I believe we can deliver that sense of surprise. Um, You know, speaking about the carpet, for example, not every... uh, agency has the talent and the resources and the knowledge to be able to understand what it takes to design and a print that can go on carpet, that can go on the walls, that can go on the bedding and textile. Um, and that's really the way for any hospital, uh, hotel to stand out, right? If we're able to change those prints and create those prints that they don't look like anybody else, we're doing something custom for them. Lorena, if you had one wish, if I could grant you one wish, let's say, if I, if I was uh, like a genie, I'd mm-hmm. grant you one wish. And that one that one wish was to design whatever you wanted. What would that be and why? That is actually a really hard question because my I, I've always been on this bucket list, I guess, since I started my business, right? I first wanted my first project. <laughs> then I wanted, you know, a bigger house or multiple houses or, you know, a high rise building or a mixed use building. And and then I kept adding of what I haven't been able to do. I mean, I share with you that we're working on a brewery, for example. Um, but one of the ones that I had in my body, you know, I've designed hotels, I've designed, you know, a hotel in, in, in Corsica, France, I've designed in China. I mean, here's all these things I've been able to fall on my lap. And because I've always been, um, able to manage my business and keep it small. To be honest, I, I have this rule that I either have seven employees or 11 and no more or no less, um, because then it becomes very difficult to to be able to pivot every time that you want to do something different um, and, and train the team to be able to be a little bit more flexible. But, um, you know, I have ticked every box. Even this year, I was invited to design a synagogue in California. So it's like, who gets a chance to design a place of worship, right? Um, and, uh, and so when, when the rabbi called me, and I said, oh, my gosh, I, I was like, yes, of course I'll do it because, you know, this doesn't fall in your lap that often, especially my background is Christian. And when I said to the rabbi, I feel so honored that you um, invited me to design your synagogue. And he said, you know, you're going to be the best. Like, you doesn't have to you don't have to be Jewish to design a synagogue. It's like, oh, my gosh, I love you guys. And um, but I think a yacht is the only thing that I haven't designed, to be honest. I don't I, I can't think of anything. Maybe something in the metaverse, to be honest, that will be um, the next the next thing is I've had the luck and the fortune and the honor to be able to design in in every single uh, space. Maybe I should call Elon. I hear he's doing a lot of redesigning at the moment. <laughs> uh, maybe I can design a rocket ship. You know, it's like it just has to be so wild now because, you know, I've been able to take those boxes. It's, it's just very, very fortunate. Lorena Gaziola, muchos gracias. De nada. Un placer. It's been wonderful to talk to you. Thank you very much for your time. Thank you. You've been listening to Talking Architecture and Design in our interview with Lorena Gaziola. This is Brank Analytics signing off. Until next time, goodbye. For more information, go to www.ghcommercial.com.au. I'm Brank Hamalitic. Thanks for listening to Talking Architecture and Design, brought to you in association with the Architecture and Design Network. The 
A&D Network proudly presents the Sustainability Awards. You can find more information at sustainablebuildingawards.com.au.